0: What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. (laughs) Oh, I just jumped in with you. Okay, that was awesome. I love that. All right. Um, And we are here with this week's edition of Bright Side of the Suns for the fans by the fans podcast. We were absent last week, Super Bowl, Phoenix Open, a lot of stuff going on. So we figured Blink, Blink, Blink was awesome. So much better without Tom. Sorry, Tom, but you sucked, kind of.
1: Well, actually, the fact that we were, like, what, 20 yards away from this stage helped. Fun. That was fun, exactly. <laughs>
0: so, but at any rate, we're back this week. We're here to talk Suns, like we always are. Some wheelings and dealings, not really, but some wheelings and dealings <laughs> happening this week with the Phoenix Suns, and last week, I guess. We've got the boogie, 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 rumor. we've got the boogie rumor out there. Um, we've got Dragon Bender going through uh, ankle surgery today. We are taping on a Wednesday, and. Ronnie Price being signed to another 10-day contract, and some Phoenix Suns being active in All-Star Weekend coming up here in a week or so. And a fun little scuffle tonight. And a fun little scuffle tonight. So we'll touch on a bunch of those things, and what do you say, Paul, what do you think? We start with Boogie? Yeah, it's,
1: with it's, Boogie. The old,
0: it's the oldest thing on the list, might as well get it out of the way. Oldest thing on the list, sorry we missed talking about it last weekend. Some of the rumors have kind of been tamped down a little bit tamed down a little bit since the last time uh, we broadcast, and since last week, but that's not to say it's not going to happen, because Sacramento is kind of a psychotically run organization, and frankly, so are the Suns. Yeah. Not... Not as. Not as. Which Definitely a- not something. as. There, I'm a Robert Sarver guy. I love him. Go out there, everyone... Most people love I'm middling love on him. Sarver, at best. I feel like that's an improvement on what you've said <laughs> about him in the past, but... He rate, stayed quiet, which is pretty good for him right. for a decent amount of time. And here's the problem that I have, and quick tangent, but here's the problem I have with everyone always just getting down on Sarver for the past, I don't know, decade? Ever. Ever. He oversaw the most successful run of the Phoenix Suns franchise. I mean, okay. Yeah arguably the most successful because obviously the 92, 93, and two or three years after that with Barkley, uh, they were very successful. And he spent money, even though everyone calls him cheap because he traded away a couple of draft picks for money. Okay, did that happen? Yeah. But did he also have a coach who was not going to develop draft picks? Yes. Did he also have a coach who wasn't going to play defense? Yes. So you did know Did he also what?
1: trade away Kirk Thomas and Give a first round draft pick so somebody would take Kurt Thomas. That's exactly what I just said.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that happened, but at that juncture in time, while it wasn't ideal, it was a draft pick that wasn't, in all likelihood, going to amount to anything because his coach, Dan I was not care about the draft like, pick.
1: I cared about getting rid of Kurt Thomas. You
0: were you a big Kurt Thomas fan?
1: I think Kurt Thomas could have really helped us that year. How much? Like enough that we might have been able to get past San Antonio.
0: Oh. Paul. Don't say silly things. Okay, so all right, off the Robert Sarver uh, tangent. The Robert I'm a Sarver, Sarver guy. I love Sarver. I love him. I love him. If I was an owner, I would be exactly like him. I'd be the front <row>. I'd yell <laughs> at refs. You'd be Cuban, not Sarver. Are they that different? Yes. How?
1: Cuban knows when to step away.
0: Does he? <laughs> right, write. exactly. No, I would totally be... I would be a combination. I would take every worst aspect of both of them. I would be that. So you'd be
1: running diva... Whatever the guy who owns the Kings is?
0: No, because... <laughs> That's basically the worst he aspects would, of all he of them. Then, he would then at least trade DeMarcus Cousins to the Sons. <laughs> well, which brings us back to the point...
1: That was the point of bringing him up, <laughs>
0: cousins to the sons. So, Vladi Devox says it's not going to happen. But yeah,
1: but of course he's going to say it's not going to happen because he wants to keep the price exactly. High. But And he's not Phil Jackson and Mello. <laughs> you see, Phil Jackson's like crazy psycho tweet the other day. <laughs> Phil Jackson doesn't know how to write sentences. <laughs>
0: I I think he probably does, just not on Twitter. The 140 characters (laughs) or less thing throws him off. And I'll be honest, sometimes I sit there and go, how do I break this down into less than 140 characters? But at any rate. It's an art more than the science. Fair. DeMarcus Cousins. Yes. Boogie. Paul, your thoughts.
1: He's a great player. From a raw numbers perspective, there's obviously off-court or... I don't know if I'm saying of course more of that personality issues. I mean he's already to the point in this season that he's got enough technical fouls that he was suspended for a game. And you you have to wonder I mean the the knock on cousins even going in when he was drafted was he had some, you know, temperamental issues. But you have to wonder how much of That's a very diplomatic way <laughs> of putting it. But go on <laughs> How how much of what the lore of Boogie is now is Sacramento and their insaneness versus Boogie just being, this is who he is and he would be this way everywhere. Because, I mean, I could see Boogie, if he moved, went into the right situation, being similar to Barkley after he left the Sixers and came to the Suns. Or... Rashid Wallace after he left the Portland Trailblazers and went to the Pistons. our test. No, never mind. <laughs> Go on. But, you know, you have these guys who have volatile personalities who get put in the right situation and that puts them in the right position and they have guys around them that will check them like an Eric Bledsoe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe Watson's the kind of coach that can actually reach him. I don't know. That's what he, like...
0: That's what he claims to be his bread and butter does he claim that does Earl Watson actually say I can reach players or does that just is that just how he comes across as and I'm not saying he can't because I think that Earl Watson is exactly the type of coach that a guy like boogie would need and let me you brought up a couple of examples mm-hmm. yes honey Badger Honey is a great example. Yeah, that dude had obviously... I mean, he got kicked off of his college football team and turned into an all... Did he make all pro? I at least... Pro knows, bowl. Pro at bowl. At least. Yeah. Uh, for the Cardinals. Uh, you know, injuries aside, whatever. Yeah. He turned his attitude around in the right environment. And... The question is, is the Suns the right environment? Yeah. He has guys that he knows... Right In terms of Bledsoe, Booker, Knight, he has a coach that I think would be absolutely perfect for him. Because Earl Watson, have I said that I love Earl Watson? Because I do. I know. <laughs> yes, give me that love. <laughs> Earl Watson, to me, is the type of coach that young guys need because he is that dude that is going to teach, he's going to nurture and he's going to handle these young guys in a way that young guys need to be handled. They need to be kept in line, but they don't need to be Tom Thibodeau, if you Scott will. Scott Skiles. Scott Skiles. Um, I can't think of any other dictatorship-type coaches. Um, Mike Fratello. We don't need more. It's okay. <laughs> so I, I, I think that I think it could be the right environment. It could be. If if DeMarcus Cousins is actually susceptible to being in a quote-unquote right environment. It could be cuz we don't know that he is. Right. He could just be a complete mental case that you put him in with Mother Teresa and Mother Teresa won't be able to set him straight. I mean, right. we just don't know that and that's one of the huge risks that comes along with any type of trade like that. Right. But that's what McD's been trying
1: to put the sun's in position to do since he's been here at some point is to kind of go down the road, uh, similar to the James Harden type of situation where when that all-star caliber player somehow hits the market, wanting to be able to be in the position to be a competitive, competitive potential trade partner for that. And I mean, really there's three teams that have the assets to get Demarcus Cousins, legitimately, the Suns, the Celtics, and the Sixers. Sixers don't want him. They've got the big guys. They have no need for him. I think the Celtics are kind of scared off by him a little bit because they're a little too far along.
0: Yeah. Plus, who do they? I mean, it's not like they don't have a big guy.
1: Yeah, they got Al, Al Horford. Exactly. The Suns are the ones who like really are in pole position. If if this is really true as a possibility of a trade, the Suns are in pole position for it. Now the question is:
0: Would you do it? I, I, I agree with you. Pole position. Would are you asking me if I would do it? I am.
1: What, hey, am, if, I, if what, you, am, what am I, what am I suck- giving up? Well, the the rumor is, TJ, Alex Len, and isn't that basically? it?
0: And I'm assuming our pick this year. Oh yeah, if it was that, yeah. yeah. In a second, but there's no way that's it. No. Don't look me in the eye right that, now. That—that's that, that it. That
1: is those Instead are the specific the, the, but it was pieces other, that have been
0: proven. Plus probably. others. So tell me what the others are, and I'll tell you whether I would do it. Well, I mean, I'd love to throw in Brandon Knight, but I don't. Then we know have this, to throw in like at least four more draft picks, maybe some money. Right. I don't know if that works, but I don't. I don't know either.
1: I. – I'm just saying I'd love to throw him in, but I don't think it's even necessary because the Suns are so far under the cap that if you get some of these lower-salary guys, you can... Oh, I was just saying for
0: purposes of just, just getting, getting rid, rid of them, care about the cap. Right. Would, um, no, the cap-wise, cap it would work with just Warren and Len. <laughs> it would. Yeah. So, but... Um, but, okay, to answer your yeah. first question, Warren, Len, first-round draft pick, yes. Yes. Okay. Would you now give me a realistic
1: <laughs> trade scenario? Okay, so Warren Len, one of Bender and Chris. Which one? It's important. It is important. Which
0: one would you prefer? And this, and <laughs> I'm asking you the questions. No, you're asking well, me the questions. No, I'm asking you what happened. Well, which one? You tell me. I don't know. I don't know which
1: one's Sacramento You make the argument that Chris is like the hometown boy, and you can like build around him from the standpoint. You can market him there. He's from Sacramento. He's from the area, but you also make the argument that long-term Bender is going to be a better player.
0: So you could also make the argument long-term Chris. Be yeah. So Bender, we can officially say is not from Sacramento. Yeah, officially. That much. We officially, can, we yes. Can agree upon.
1: Yes. Okay. Let's say it's Chris. Okay. So Chris Warren
0: Len, and our and first, our first pick. draft pick this year. Yes. So we keep Miami's just one traffic,
1: and let's say we give them the twenty-one.
0: Wow, Jesus, man! I just keep throwing stuff in.
1: Well, because you're you're I you're, you're would like
0: say it's um, It's a lot.
1: No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. What would you do if you were the owner? What was what would be if you'd I, be willing to give
0: up? If it was, if it was. This might sound silly, and maybe it is. But if it's just that one draft pick on uh-huh. those three guys, I would do it provided that I know that Cousins is going to agree to an extension.
1: I think that's probably a guarantee. Like, we, I wouldn't do the trade if I didn't know he was going to agree to an extension. Okay. So. But, would you do, okay, would you do the two Miami picks, but get to keep our pick this year?
0: No, oh, yeah. But give out those same players? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I, I, I could definitely work with that just because I feel like the, we, this is, this draft is a relatively known quantity and we know mm-hmm. it's really strong mm-hmm. and it's deep. So even if we bring in cousins and we like, and drop, sorry, go ahead. And we drop out a little bit of like maybe that two, top three seed. You can still get a really 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 solid player in that, right. lo- that later later
0: mid lottery. And 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 the Suns are far enough in a hole that they're yeah. not going to go running to the bottom. Part and we can make up the... an
1: injury and just, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: shelve somebody. Or, right, right, right trade. Oh, Demarcus Cousins, inflamed right nostril. I don't know. Yeah. That seems like and get Josh Jackson. Well, well, that brings up a good point. Okay, so now we were like, this is a rabbit hole. If that trade happened, oh wait, hold on, let me think of what we can even do this. If that trade happened, and let's say the Suns still got a top five pick, would you still and and we kept magically kept our own draft pick? Would you still look at this draft and go, I want a point guard? No. What would you want, then? I want Josh Jackson. Well say...
1: Because we gave up... We gave up... Warren. Warren so we're... And th- we're, Chris. And Chris. So we're thin at that small forward spot. And you can't... You need... If you're gonna have Boogie, you almost need to keep Bledsoe. Because Bledsoe <laughs> is gonna keep... Because Bledsoe's relationship... Like, personal relationship with Boogie is one of the cornerstones of probably being able to keep him in check. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Bledsoe can talk to him and be like, Dude, shut the hell up. Get yourself under control.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So And Bledsoe's been balling out. So uh, Because he's
0: the best player on the Suns.
1: Yes, he is the best player on the Suns. For all
0: those people who tell me
1: I'm wrong about he that. He is the current best player on the Suns. But, so you take Bledsoe and you have Boogie. You got... Two really strong pieces, front court, back court, and then Booker. Then you got a developing guy, like a Johnson, at small forward, and then... Jackson. Jackson, my bad. I don't know. Jackson. It's
0: uh, Jackson. It right is Jackson.
1: Saying? Is there a Johnson out there, too? Or no? There,
0: I bet there is. I <laughs> bet
1: there is. Common name. It is. <laughs> and we'll figure out the four, like, whatever happens there. Or we'll actually... book. Cousins yeah. likes to play the four, so you can throw Tyson, Cousins Jackson. I just got super <laughs> excited. <laughs> <Superman. laughs> um keep around PJ. But that cha- that puts us on a whole new timetable of success.
0: With a rookie who sounds like you're planning on playing big minutes. But, well, I'm, a, but I'm I must keep PJ. Jake. I'm a Josh Jackson guy. I really, really like him. Um
1: so do we now talk ourselves into wine and do this trade? Because I know we're off air we were talking ourselves out
0: of it. Um, <laughs> well, no, we talked ourselves into it, and, and then out keep of it. our draft pick this year. Yeah, yeah, that's totally different. It's totally different. It's totally different. It's Not um, going to happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is
0: which begs the question: why we just spent so much time talking about it? I don't know. We can we can hope and wish. Right, hey. For the fans, by the fans, fans can sit here and just hope for the best. I mean, well, right. uh, granted, we, we McDonough, McD, did get Eric Bledsoe essentially for Jared Dudley. Yeah. And then got Jared Dudley back. So <laughs> while we might think this is impossible, he's pulled off things that are quite impressive. Right. Which... Yeah, because I mean, if you he, he, he rope critical. in
1: a third team in there somehow... You know, things can happen without giving up as much. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because we can maybe shove somebody else that Sacramento doesn't want, like Brandon Knight, (laughs) to somebody who could maybe use him, like Milwaukee. Or some team (laughs) in Israel. (laughs) You could go play with Amari. I don't know if if interleague trades work. I don't care. Just send him over there. (laughs)
0: Okay. Can we just tra- transfer? Like the transfer market, like in soccer? Yeah. Like you just sell them. Just rent tra- them? Yeah. It seems, seems kind of, I don't know, almost unconstitutional. But whatever. It's fine. It's a new America, bro. It's a new America. Apparently the constitution doesn't matter anymore. Let's not go down that path. All right. So DeMarcus Cousins trade. That probably won't happen. But maybe will because Nick D is a Who knows genius. What and I love that guy. Um... I'll be happy either way. Probably. I honestly... I I think at this point, I... I'm gonna go 70% odds the Suns don't make a move. At all? At all.
1: That's higher than I would go. What would you go? I don't think they'll make a major move, but I think they'll make it.
0: Wasn't my question. I'd say 40%. So you're saying just a little bit below 50-50 odds? Right. And I, I think that they're, they're getting not, they're not too be a much benefit out of having these veterans on the team. And they're at a point where the, the return that they're going to get for these guys, well I still don't think is going to outweigh the benefit they get from having them on the team. I mean, we've talked already yeah. before about how Booker's play has improved since... Tucker started guarding him in practice. There was an article a week and a half ago about how Chris is learning from Tucker's "quote unquote" tough love.
1: Yeah, and there was an article a while back before that about learning from Chandler.
0: Exactly. And so, well,
1: and to segue into one of our other topics is how does Bender's injury affect affect how the Suns address the trade deadline? Doesn't. Because – It's you, a minor injury. He's out six weeks and Still we're in February.
0: Injury. So?
1: I'm saying there's I mean, nothing... how, does it, how
0: does it affect the tr- this, the way the Suns are going to approach it? Like, what do you think it's going to affect? Him? Well, I'm just – It's then, not like he's going to be gone for a year. It's not like he, he's I –
1: mean, well, there, They don't want to the... keep
0: guys around now to just fill in minutes. If they want to trade somebody, whether – Bender was injured or not they're going to trade him like suddenly you don't go oh no wait PJ Tucker is indispensable because Dragan Bender is injured no especially since you of all people have complained about Dragan Bender not getting enough minutes (laughs) it's like there's now a bunch of minutes to fill so I mean the Bender injury while unfortunate I don't think really has any impact one way or another on how the Suns are going to operate in the immediate future. Now, hopefully, it doesn't have an impact on how they're going to operate in the long term, and presumably it won't, because McDonough has said it's a minor injury. The surgery was successful, which happened today. Yeah. And he should be, you know, back and hopefully in normal ship shape in six weeks or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see how it's going to have just any major effect. Right. And, and can I point out... Maybe if he would have played a few less minutes, it wouldn't have happened. Just saying. <laughs> it's a big difference between uh, you know playing seven minutes a game over in Europe... And playing over ten here. minutes a game? <laughs> yeah. Well, against NBA-caliber players. So everyone who was like, why doesn't he just get thrown out there in the mix immediately? That's exactly why, and this is exactly a point that I made before, that these guys have to physically develop... The words you're looking for right now, Paul, or you're right, Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? Do you? I mean, what? Do you think it's going to have any impact on the Suns? I don't
1: think it's it's a short-term injury. I don't think so. And it's not like it's not like he was a crucial component to what they were doing, which is losing. But um, it would have been nice to have him around, just because when you're getting into the as you move into the later period of the season, when you definitely know you're not in contention for a playoff spot anymore, that's when you can really start start to throw those minutes at those Taking young those guys. those minutes, yep. And, you know, they haven't been burned out at the beginning of the season, so they have the energy and ability to do that. And, you know, the older players understand. It's like, okay, we got to see what we, we've got here,
0: blah, 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 blah. Except he doesn't really have the energy or ability because... He's not developed. Right. But, but, I don't, I don't, the weird
1: thing about big guys though is like, you physically develop them too much. Like they, they're, they can't handle, it's a weird position to be in because if they're too light, they can't handle the banging. But if they're too heavy, their body can't handle the weight and they get injuries either way. So there's like a weird balance there of like the perfect equilibrium
0: of – That actually that actually made sense. <laughs> I was really confused where you were going for a moment, but that actually made sense. I got you. So like, you're right.
1: So, I mean, I actually kind of like on a certain level the lightness and sprightliness that Bender could have because he's such a tall guy. Well, and and he's not going to play. He can move he's fast. Not playing and,
0: the five. Not, Yet. not.
1: He's playing consistently.
0: <laughs> He's not going to play the five for 24 minutes a game. No, but he made like 15. So he doesn't need. Plus, in this day and age with the NBA, you don't have a whole lot of fives that weigh 300 pounds. There's not no, a lot of shacks. No, not, not out shacks.
1: Out there There's some Demarcus Cousinses. Cousinses? There are. Who actually prefers to play the four? Yeah, I was going to say who, <laughs> who shoots a buttload of threes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Marc Gasol, who apparently like shoots can, a buttload
0: of threes too this
1: season, yeah. he he eclipsed the number of threes he shot in his career in like the first month. I think he got <laughs> bored
0: last summer. It was like, what should I do? Uh, I'm, that's gonna his ver- I'm gonna just start <laughs> banging three point. That's right, USD represent to Rose Fizdale. That's awesome, dude. That guy was there when we were there. Yeah, not like playing, but he was coaching. He was coaching, yeah. But at any rate, so. Bender's injury not going to affect the Suns long term. No, I don't think it's even going to affect his. It's just a development. Spur. It's not. A... Yeah. Well, but the whole idea of like it'd be just good to have him get the minutes and whatnot. You know, I still firmly believe that these guys can develop without playing minutes in games, especially at this age. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to learn about the NBA, especially when you have two guys like Bender and like Chris who have been playing at, well, for Bender at, you know, the pro level, but at a lesser degree, and for Chris, um, only playing for, like, six years. Yeah. And they have a lot to learn about basketball in general.
1: There's actually, um, I was watching the game tonight before you came over to do this recording, and there's actually a quote that caught my attention that, um, I think it was Albert who was saying that, uh, Chris, one of the things that Chris has had to adjust to since coming to the NBA is how much he gets yelled at <laughs> and it's not Good. by the coaches. It's by nice the other teams, players. Right.
0: Good. You should be
1: <laughs> just cause they're there. They've been there. They've been around the block and you know, it's in the heat of the moment. And they're just like, dude, you're wrong. You did the wrong thing, straighten up, do it right, and that's
0: – tough love helps. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. They, they, they've they got to get mentally strong. Like There's no doubt that – well, I shouldn't say no doubt because we've got guys like, I don't know, Nicholas Skidisvili and Darko Milchick out there. But for the most part, when you get drafted that high, there's no doubt that you have the physical capabilities – Of succeeding in the Hmm. NBA, but you need that mental ability to fight through that stuff, to learn the game, to fight through the, the, the setbacks that you have. And if guys aren't able to adjust that, if they're not able to get if they're not exposed to that and then able to adjust to that, then that's going to be highly detrimental. So, back to my point of, is it really worth actually trading some of these veterans because they're giving these guys that very important NBA level type of knowledge, type of experience without it happening just in the game. Right. Just think, if you just went through every day of your life with Kobe Bryant just like talking shit in your face. You mean like like, like Kwame Brown and Michael Jordan?
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? (laughs) Or Kobe Bryant, Smush Parker, I don't know. Kobe Bryant, D'Angelo Anybody Russell. ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's going to be difficult to kind of get over that hurdle. So having guys that are actually interested in nurturing you and making sure you grow as a player doing that to you. Well, and I, th- I think, or at least early in the season when
1: I was highly touting like moving Tucker and Chandler, was more of a situation of I felt those guys were in a position and probably wanted to be on a team where they are competing didn't want to be in the nurturing like mentor role not that they didn't care to do it cuz they know it's part of the job but you know when they they still had that fire to win whereas like a guy like Dudley who knows he's at the end of his career she wants a good situation. No, knew exactly what he was walking into when he signed up. Is like, I'm here to help these guys get to the next stage. Isn't
0: Dudley younger than? Isn't Dudley younger than uh, Chandler? Chandler.
1: I don't know. It gets all screwed up because Dudley was, I think, like four year four years in college, and Chandler came straight out of high school. So
0: Dudley was for sure four years in college. <laughs>
1: When so you, like that you, kind of throws you, everything you, when off. When you
0: come out of college with like super long dreadlocks, and, <laughs> cornrows. You know, yeah, oh, cornrows. Sorry. And, and I'm so glad he shaved. us. are all that athletic? You, you probably were there for four years. Hey, he was ACC Player of the Year. He could have at least dunked once before he got benched this year, but whatever. <laughs> That's just all kind of gone by the wayside. But no, I see your point. Um, but I, you know, I don't know that any NBA player necessarily ever loses that fire to win. But,
1: what it what not that they lo- lose that fire to win, but they also know at least like a guy like like Dudley kind is very cognizant of where he is in the spectrum of NBA players, mm-hmm. and he knew he's like yeah I can be productive to an extent, and I can help people I
0: can help people out. How old do you think Jared Dudley is? Okay. Here's a here's a hint, since I just yelled that out right now, he's Wait. probably <laughs> younger than you think, thirty. Oh, you you definitely guess younger than you were gonna guess. <laughs> he's thirty-one.
1: That's I was gonna be like somewhere between
0: like in that range. Yeah. How old do you think Tyson Chandler is? Like thirty-four. So okay, I'm. Go on. I'm, I'm not going to try to figure out your logic. Go on. How old
1: is Tyson Chandler?
0: I'm looking. I he, think he might be older than 34.
1: I don't think he's older than me. What's your birthday? December?
0: He's older than me. By like a month.
1: Wait, but um, I'm 35. Oh, damn it. <laughs> you are yes oh, happy birthday <laughs> he's 34 yeah um but at any rate anyway, basically what i was saying is tucker and chandler were both guys like chandler came to the suns as part of that attempt to get the marcus aldridge which was he came in thinking oh they're gonna we're gonna compete we're gonna try to compete he still has that competitor mode, whereas, and Tucker's just a competitor, period. Like, he just does I feel like
0: this is all very insulting towards Jared Dudley.
1: <laughs> I think Jared Dudley would probably agree with me in that he has said he knew what he was signing up for when he, when he signed up. T- Tyson signed, Tucker, when he signed up with the Suns, he was just happy to have a job and he has earned his way into being a very strong competitor who could be a crucial component to helping a actual, a contending team. Chandler signed up in the hopes of turning the corner and helping that the Suns become a competitive team again, and then it went ass-backwards, and they became a bottom feeder. And so... Whereas Dudley signed up knowing the Suns were going to be at the bottom of the standings and they're growing a young team. He knew exactly what
0: he was signing up for. Well, then let me ask you this. If that's true, then why is it that last summer when the Suns approached Tyson Chandler about being traded, he said he did not want to be traded? Th- that, is, that is a wrinkle in time. <laughs> I, I don't even know what that response
1: means. <laughs> That, I don't know what it is either. (laughs) (laughs) It's, that does throw, that throws a monkey wrench into what I I, want. It it throws a kink into my hypothesis.
0: But I feel like that's much bigger than a kink.
1: I feel like every time that was talked about that, that came second hand. That came from Watson or that came from McDonough. I never heard... Tyson say, "I want to be
0: here to like the media." So right now, you're suggesting that Earl Watson and Ryan McDonough said something quoting their own player that wasn't true. No, because I feel like that that would maybe create some trust issues. This is true. Should we move on, Paul? Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I love you. <laughs> um, all right. So we're actually getting pretty close to probably that about time. time to wrap up. Um, quick hits? Quick hits. I don't know. What, what is that? We had a couple Did other things. come we up with something? To, that, no, like, we had a couple other things we wanted to talk about. Quick hits on them. So we well, Ronnie Price got another 10-day contract, which mm-hmm. pretty much means they're still planning on probably trading somebody. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not.
1: Yeah. I just think they want to keep him around the, around the house so when he decides he finally doesn't want to play anymore, they have first dibs on getting him to be on the coaching staff. Which makes sense. I and, if, and if that means they have to pay him so he can sit in the back of the bench and not even dress,
0: like he's a coach? I would like to point <laughs> out that I'm pretty sure that I turned Devin Booker's career around. Maybe they should pay me, right?
1: Hey. DEFCON 3. DEFCON 3. Just saying. <laughs> Should that just saying... be Devin Booker's new nickname, DefCon Three? <laughs> it should. It should like, cool like Derek is... Jones Jr. Jr.? Is, is, it, is it his number? Airplane mode. Is it, yeah, <laughs> is Booker's number three?
0: No, no. I feel like this is something we should. No, it's one. No. Yeah. He's oh one. no! Yeah, Bledsoe's three. Bledsoe's two. Nights three, nights three <laughs> <I> mean, <there's, laughs> that actually makes sense. That's ironic. That, that's how the, the, the numeration goes. So, but I feel like DefCon three would be right up there with Airplane Mode for Derek Jones Jr. Yes. Who, by the way, I am picking to win that dunk contest. If you he all, is explosive, if you all listening have not gone online and Googled. Derek Jones Jr. Dunk, do it. Because he will do things on that video that make you question whether or not gravity is an actual... Yeah, he's a freaking pogo stick. Pogo stick. Good way of putting it. Very good way of putting it. Um, And then we've got what chris and Booker both in the rising stars challenge or yep. whatever they're calling it these days it's the rising stars Challenge. they're on the american team sponsored by Chick. i don't know and they're sponsored, <laughs> somebody. <laughs> sponsored by somebody uh and then booker is going to be in the skills challenge yeah i, Which... I would
1: i wouldn't be surprised if booker comes away with the mvp of the uh rising stars
0: oh what about christopher zingas well, I don't know why that was the first <laughs> thing that popped in my head, but it was. And why did you say it like this? Because I feel like that's how that's how that's how um, like Doctor Evil would say it. <laughs> you know?
1: I, I thought more like um, it was like Christoph Waltz
0: from uh, Django Unchained. Okay, that's different, but yeah, okay. So. But so you think Booker? MVP? I, I, think I, has, can see that. I
1: think he has a. Sh- I mean, if if he plays in the Rising Stars Challenge the way he played in Summer League, <sighs> which is just like the same level of competition, <laughs> a little better.
0: Paul, there's no defense. Yeah, but there's NBA players. They're NBA players. They're all NBA players. <laughs> this They're is not true. just like two of them. This is true per team. So that's insulting. But, but the score
1: also is usually like 150 to 138, at least, so at least. I could easily see him scoring
0: 36 points. My, my friend tells me <laughs> the over-under is almost at 300 in that game, so whatever, I would fine. take the over? Yeah, he probably should. <laughs> That's crazy. So, but, uh, other than that, any other thoughts, Paul? Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, we, um, Go yeah, on. we're, uh, we're tr- gonna try something different, cause, uh, with their, all the Teams being on hiatus over All-Star Week, we were thinking of trying to do a mailbag pod. So we're going to have a special post up on Brightside that uh, for all you uh, listeners and other readers of the pod – or readers of the pod, yeah. For those of you who can't hear, who get the uh, (laughs) the printout. (laughs) This is like Brightside night all over again. I love it. (laughs) Readers of the blog. If you want to throw out a question to us and we'll pick pick our favorites and try to knock out a pod that way answering you guys' questions. So look for that. It will be
0: up in the near future. Indeed. It should be interesting. We're looking forward to it. And um, at this point I guess we'll wrap things up and uh, I will say until next time. Thank you for listening, and depending on when you are listening, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Shishini. Mm, Very cultural.